For almost two decades, Kevin Smith's been making movies. Now he wants to watch movies with you. Hulu proudly presents Spoilers, where movie lovers like yourself emerge from watching this summer's biggest blockbusters and give your two cents. Think Prometheus will smell like rotten eggs? Can the Dark Knight piss in the Avengers' Wheaties? There'll be special guests, Q&A, and a fuckload of movie love. Spoilers, a new Hulu original series coming June 4th. Yo, Chicago. Kevin Smith wants to break wind in your windy city at the Chicago Theater on June 14th. Listen, learn, and laugh as the king of the Q&A busts your gut while he busts a nut with stories of writing, directing, producing, podcasting, pooping, and more. Don't miss An Evening with Kevin Smith at the Chicago Theater on June 14th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Ah, okay. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Just so you know, Jeff, you were not creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. Log on. This is NetHead. With Will Wilkins. And Frank Lovesaker. Well, what do you know? My wife was right. If I come up here a half hour in advance, I really can start the show on time. She's a wise, wise woman, Will. In many ways. In many ways, my friend. More than I can even discuss on the air. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Deadheads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. Hmm. I I guess... uh, I don't know. Okay. We'll just roll with it. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep going. Uh, we don't. America is on special assignment. At least he is. Yep. I don't know what's going on, but uh, like to welcome everybody. It's so nice to see you. Nice to hear from you. Nice to to be around, if you will. Uh, you know, I'm not going to mess around. We, a lot of big things have been happening, and uh, you know, let's just fire it off. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you uh if you read DC comics or you've been anywhere near the news, then you know that it was announced that uh Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, is gay. Yes. And we need to know how this impacts our number one caller, Francis. Francis, what's on your mind this week, buddy? I I, I think that I have the golden age. Sonny Quick on my mind. Oh, nice try. Not gonna ha- <laughs> not gonna fly this week, sir. No, 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 no. I appreciate that you've got him on your mind, but but we've got to address this this very important detail, Francis. Well, I think that it doesn't sell as well, you know. Now that he's gay, you don't buy it, is what you're saying. That the comics aren't going to sell as well. Well, now, Francis, we we got to realize this is just Earth Two, right? I mean, this doesn't that, that this is like saying you know killing Spider Man in the Ultimate Universe. Say what now? See, this right. is this is what happens when you're out of context. I wasn't even aware. So it's not we're saying on. I thought they uh, didn't they get rid of this Crisis on Infinite Earth bullcrap. It's New Fifty Two. 
Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. No, I still don't understand. <laughs> it's what, a new relaunch. What does it mean? <laughs> it's a double rainbow. No, uh, please, uh, guys, dial it back. Pretend I don't know. Well, it doesn't take pretending. But pretend I don't know anything about what you're talking about. you got to explain the situation. Now, I'm a layman. I have uh, perused the Internet, and I've discovered that Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, is that the case? Yes. Is gay. And then you suddenly, Trent, you retort. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you respond. Yes. You reply. Mm Mm-hmm. Something else that begins with an R. Yes. That, oh, but this is only on Earth, too. At which point I go, huh? So what does this mean? So so you have um, Earth 2, which is a comic book title that uh, acts independently from the regular DC universe. Okay. And Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's 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 like an alternate universe, almost as if we uh, rolled the dice. And cr- the and cr- regular DC universe is the world outside your window. Basically. Yes. Yep. Almost, yeah. almost as if we rolled the die and created an alternate universe. Uh, I don't understand where... Hold on a second. Ah, okay. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Just so you know, Jeff, you were not creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, like that. No, I still don't follow you. Okay, so n- the the world of the 52... Yes. ...is the world outside my window. No? Earth 2 is outside Earth- my window. Yes. Earth Why can't... Is- World outside your window. Why can't I the get point. my head around this concept, guys? I I don't know. Which one is outside my window? If I were to the lean point. out my window right now and yell Batman, which Batman would respond? The we're Batman that you know and love. Who? The, the, the Batman that you know and love. Okay, wait, the guys, you're, you're talking over each other. Francis is trying to talk. Francis, what's your oh. response? The one on Earth one. The one on Earth one. Now, yep. which one is in the world of the 52? Um, Twitter must be screaming at me right now. <laughs> They're like, why can't you get... Okay. Now, Trent. Yes. The 52 world. Is that Earth 1 or Earth 2? That is Earth 1. Okay. So where the hell is Gotham City then? I've looked on a map. <laughs> I'm not buying this crap. I think I think Gotham City is just Jersey City. This is the reason why I can relate to Marvel more than I can relate to DC. Right. Spider-Man is in New York. Right. All right. And when things no, go down in Los Angeles, Gotham City so that uh, it wouldn't be tied down to any specific city. Well, that was just a goddamn mistake. <laughs> By the way, you're listening to NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio, Smodco Internet Radio. Damn it! Uh, yeah. If you want to take part in the program, if you want to take part in the program, you can. Hashtag NetHeads on Twitter will get our immediate attention. At least one of us. There's three of us. Uh, you can also give us a call at eight six 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 one zero nine four five five if you're in the continental U.S. Or what's the nine two five number, America? It's a 925-238-9020. If you couldn't hear through the static, that's 925-238-9020. And uh, also, you can reach us on Skype at NetHeads on, on air. air. So it's NetHeads space on air. There, That's all out of the way. Now we're all caught up. 
Francis is on the phone. He's contacted us just like he does every week. And we were really excited because in the news, they said that Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, was gay. Okay. And now suddenly Trent is coming at me and he's saying that Earth, it's the Earth 2 Alan Scott. So, yes. What we've done, if you have been paying attention, because you're probably tuning in late because we're never on time. Hell, (laughs) even one of the co hosts didn't bother to sign on until 602. (laughs) We, um, uh, we're trying to establish the the lines here. So the world of the 52, other than the fact there is no Gotham City and there is no Metropolis and all this other crap, uh, the world of the rebooted DC 52 is here in the real world, which these guys are telling me is Earth 1. Yes. We've established this. Now, where the hell is Earth 2 again? A parallel Earth universe. Two. It's a parallel universe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What comic does it exist in? Because we're talking over here, I'm going to say Trent. What world does it exist in? Just Earth 2 is the title. Okay. So there is an Earth 2 title. Yes. So the Alan Scott in Earth 1, straight as an arrow. Yes. The Alan Scott in Earth 2, queer as a $3 bill. And he lives in the Gotham City of Earth 2. And he lives in the Gotham City of Earth 2. Yep. Does he still wear a cape? Yeah. And a pie tin on his head? Or was that the flash of that? Yeah, the the flash. With the tin hat. Okay. Sorry. So he just has the purple cape with a high collar, right? And a mask. Ring. Lantern. Gotcha. We're on the same page. So, basically, they've done nothing. They've said in this one title, this one character is gay because they're just trying to catch up with what's going on in X-Men, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm on. Well, it, it, I mean, granted, there there are other um, comic book characters in the main DC universe that are gay. You look at, like, Batwoman. She She's openly gay. Okay. But that's that's about as big as character it's got. So when... DC made this announcement. Everyone started thinking, oh, because they said this is a major, major character. So, of course, everyone, everyone thinks it's Batman because they're being clueless when it comes to marketing. Well, or or they're just thinking, well, you know, he's, he's got that kid down in his basement. <laughs> you know, that one that he keeps in the cave. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. ward. Hmm? Makes, makes him play dress up. Well, except that, you know, I think in that uh, even in the retcon, it's his son. So come on, guys. <laughs> But I, I, I've actually, um, I'm a little curious though. Uh, Alan Scott is from Earth Two. There is no Alan Scott from Earth One, if I recall correctly. Everybody from well, Earth Two, Johnny Thunder of Earth One. So there might be an Alan Scott of Earth One. Who knows? Yeah, who but knows? but we don't know they, yet because the entire universe yet. was retconned. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The thing is, is that Alan Scott is part of the JSA, who are from Earth Two. The Earth 2 characters are the 1940s DC heroes that we, from, you know, the the old guys, you know, so the the green, I mean, Alan Scott, you have the Tin Flash, and then you have the old uh, the Superman. Tin, the Tin Flash. That's the, the one that went on flash. my old 110-millimeter uh, camera, right? The Tin Flash <laughs> with the <laughs> exploding bar, I think. Okay. Now, but, let, but, let, let's give Francis his due, because to be honest, I've lost all interest in this topic. So, Francis, okay. which which character is it that you did want to discuss? Uh, the Golden Age Johnny Quick. Okay, Golden Age Johnny Quick, no clue who that is. Sounds like a version of The Flash. Did you read the Mark Wade Flash run? Are you serious, dude? No. <laughs> oh. 
Do, okay, did any of you guys? No. I, I think that might be before my time. Okay. All right. So there we go. Now, that's understandable for Francis to ask, though. I mean, I am, I do have at least a, a lead on Trent when it comes to age. Yes. So, Americo, not so much. You just say, I'm, a, I'm just a few paces ahead of Americo. Yeah, we're basically the same age. Basically. Yeah. So, uh, so it's understandable that yes, but I have no clue. Do you want to quickly educate us about him? Well, he was given a, uh, he, he was in, he visited an Egyptian tomb and he was given a, formula at the tomb of a pharaoh named Amen. He found a, a formula there that uh, gave him super speed. A formula? So now, did he did he derive this from the hieroglyphics? Or did a mummy he, just suddenly I, I pop out of a crypt and hand it to him? Well, it was in numbers and letters. Ah, okay. So it was something okay. he deciphered. And he put the formula yeah. together and, whoa, and behold, I'm fast. So, why didn't we ever hear about this from the... Never mind, I'm getting too... It's not fiction what's wrong but with it just it just pulls into what you're always talking about francis the golden age was was a way of people trying to um make the fantastical real through science exactly yeah there we go i like that nice callback trent way to tie thank it you. all together thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right sir well it's been a heavy duty week appreciate your phone call look forward to t- i and francis i'm serious i look forward to your calls every week now my wife i i caught her listening to the show earlier today she was listening i said you know what i really do look forward to francis's calls now thank you the golden age solved problems using the scientific method yeah. there we go yep. all right sir you have a great week okay Okay. All righty. And uh, that, okay. once again, was uh, Francis for the week, everyone. Yep. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. <laughs> anyway. Hey, America, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. I, I, I rushed through a bunch of red lights to get here. That's not true. <laughs> but I did rush all the way over here from uh, Coyote Point. I rushed all the way here. over here from the other side of the room. Because, Will, <laughs> you're never here on time. Understandable. <laughs> I was in Earth 2, gaining it up. It happens. Yeah, well, (laughs) obviously it does. I I was not aware of the fact that San Francisco was called Earth 2, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly about before we we move on with the Earth 2, the James Robinson, the guy who wrote it in in the first issue, he kills Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman in Earth 2 in the first title. Okay, so is Earth 2 kind of their answer to the ultimate Marvel titles? Yes. Uh And, And they've. In the past, it was just like the JSA, the the old timey characters, and now they've they've got just different versions of modern characters, like Robin's a girl and it's Batman's daughter, and and a whole bunch of stuff like that. It, it, it's been a pretty good title so far. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. So that may be one of the ones that the netheads are recommending to you. I don't know. Just saying. Uh, okay, I accept that. <laughs> I completely accept that. So uh, now I know. Because I know, like, in the uh, Ultimate Universe, it was big news that they killed off Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, Peter, well, Peter Parker, they didn't kill off Spider-Man. Because, right, lo exactly. and behold, somehow, mystically and magically, another spider has arrived. Yes. I yes. don't know how that happens, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, the the new guy is uh, black and Latino, which mm-hmm. is also a, a positive thing. Like, you know, yeah, of course. We're getting it, all diverse nowadays. Yeah, but how did, uh, can somebody tell me how this kid got his powers? No idea. Uh, okay. it was a, it was a spider that had been developed at Oscorp, um, that bit him. Are you serious? They went with the spider thing again. Yep. It just oh. so happens this happened. Now, but did they set it up to where it happened before Spider-Man died? 
And he's yes. just been like, I'm not going to do anything about this. There's another Spider-Man. Well, and he's really young. He's like 12, 13. Yeah. And oh. So? Well, I'm just saying that's, you know, he, he's dealing with it like <laughs> as an, as an, you know, prepubescent child, you know, as opposed to high school awkward age. Oh, that's. Well, okay, I can see it because they're trying to take one of their tentpole characters and they're trying to appeal to younger readers that can't afford their comic books. Uh, maybe. Okay, good. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, well, yeah, kind of. Maybe a little bit, definitely. Again, if you want to take part in the program, you can, 866-610-9455. That is the UFO number, or you can hashtag NetHeads on Twitter, just to remind everybody, because we like uh, talking to you. Uh, I have to admit, we started off on time, so I really don't know what to do with myself right now. So I guess. Well, that's it, folks. Take it easy. No, I think maybe (laughs) instead uh, we should do that wonderful thing where I get caught up on uh, what's been going on in the lives of my co-hosts for the past week. Oh, okay. Unlike what we would normally do, let's uh, let's go to America first, sir. How have you been this week? What's been going on? I have been good, actually. Um. So I wish I had something more to to report than just uh, doing the same old thing and writing and uh, trying to, you know, get my stuff together. Actually, I'm going to uh, Australia in August. So I'm just getting, you know, those boats in a row. Now, what is going to happen then? Well, I'll, you know, uh, still be, you know, part of the show, just be in Australia. I hope so. (laughs) Hopefully the Australians will be kind to you because I know when when Ruth did an interview with me. Um, mm. honestly, on this side of the call, call uh, she dropped out like constantly, which it's, is why my conversation sounded a little bit awkward. <laughs> it's really weird, but, um, for some reason, when I talk to her, the connection's always stable. It, I don't know. It, Skype is strange that way. Well, you're you not know, broadcasting from here. You bastard. That's true. Well, but. will and, and their, their connection is strengthened by love. Oh, well yes. played. Well played. Well, okay. <laughs> So uh, Americo is getting his ducks in a row for his future travel. Trent, how's your week been? Well, it has been a drunktastic good time. Hmm. Okay. Which means I don't really know. <laughs> I really don't know what my week has been like. I just, I'd love to tell you. Unfortunately, I have no clue. Apparently, uh, I've been tweeting while drunk. That seems to be happening. Well, okay. well, I haven't been tweeting. T-Balls has been tweeting. You know, dude. It, it's i'm not buying it okay it's not like the whole jekyll and hyde thing because <laughs> you see like it, and i hate to use this as an analogy but the nutty professor the the eddie murphy remake right mm-hmm. there started to become this blurred line because at first it was he makes the transformation i don't mean to spoil it for anybody but <laughs> you know uh the the professor <laughs> who is big invents a formula and it makes him small for brief periods of time and at first it seems as though it's the same guy just in a skinny body. But somewhere in the story, it transitions into a complete Jekyll and Hyde story where one is able to work independently of the other somewhat. It's not aware what the other one's doing, all that jazz. Right. But for you, Trent, I'm not buying it. I'm not. <laughs> Unless you're mixing alcohol with that with that one uh, nighttime sleeping drug where people like wake up and eat in the middle of the night, which, which apparently which I've do. been taking and not been aware of. But anyway, <laughs> I, I actually am on Ambien just for regular sleeping. Uh, that's the one. So you're mixed. OK, great. So never mind. I do buy it then. Maybe you have no idea what the hell you've been doing. I will admit on Friday night, I was scared. There were threats of drunk dials being made. <laughs> did, 
T-Balls is, a, is all talk, apparently, because I, 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 I didn't see any missed calls or anything. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that's <laughs> a, <laughs> one of the people on the Twitter stream said, T-Balls isn't green by any chance, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Trent, drink. <laughs> I don't think that counts. I've had a weird week. What's been going on? Well, um, for one, now, uh, by the way, I'd like to get this out front. It seems like every week we, we have a certain type of discussion. And I want people to know, uh, when we talk about this stuff, I'm not, uh, I'm not flaunting my wealth. What I'm doing is going broke. Right. Yes, that's right. It's time for a special segment with Will's shopping habits. And now it's time for shopping with Will Wilkins. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't think during the week there were any major purchases. Okay. At least I don't think there were. Uh, you can catch me up or correct me on anything, Trent. I don't remember anything during the week. No, I don't think. Except, well, I guess it was the weekend, too, was your uh, grilled cheeseburger as well. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't, <laughs> a trip to Carl's Jr. does not count. Although I will admit a certain level of both fascination and disgust with the grilled cheese bacon burger. Oh, God, it's delicious. I'll take your word for it. I just uh, the it, the sogginess of the bread was off putting. It's just oh, it's it, it tastes like an orgasm. Mm, no. <laughs> First of all, I want you to think back carefully on what it was you just said. It's gooey and soggy and okay good you, 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 you feel real were, guilty afterwards you like, clearly were in complete context never mind <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, my we are upgrading the kitchen we are getting granite countertops nobody cares about that but topic of last week it came up i got enticed then i got it in my head then i got it in my blood then i had to get it in my house and that was the nest thermostat the nest the n-e-s-t n-e-s-t interesting name i don't know why they chose that other than the fact that this is where you nest your home right okay i have a dual zone air conditioning system the nest thermostat in case you guys didn't know is a learning thermostat uh there's some technology in there that might infringe on patents of hunting hunting well they've raised a, a suit against them nest, oh, really? nest counter sued uh, but it's an it's supposed to be an intelligent learning thermostat. So in other words, like let's say, well, first of all, it's got sensors, so it automatically knows when you leave the house, right? So that way, after a certain amount of time, it'll put the system to away in case you didn't. So now you're not air conditioning a house nobody's in, and okay. you can also okay. and you can also. I always love when I'm talking about the nest because I always hear hardly anything on the other end of the line. <laughs> okay, guys, let me put it in this way. Uh, like you said on Twitter, when you first fire it up, it looks like a Tony Stark's arc reactor in his chest. Oh my gosh, it mm. totally does. Suddenly, I've got your attention. Okay, yes. And all it's got is a is a tap uh, wheel and a spin wheel for the programming, but it's got a screen on it. Okay, I can access it from my smartphone, my iPad, or the web. Now, have I got your attention? Okay, okay. And uh, and also, it, it's supposed to help save you money because it will not only learn your habits. So, you know, if I come home and I set the temperature to 74 and I do that a few days in a row, suddenly it's like, you know, around five o'clock every day, it's going to want the temperature at 74 degrees. So it'll do that automatically. Uh, but most importantly, too, it has this really cool mode called airwave technology where it will uh, run air through the coils of your condenser after the condenser has been shut off 
to take advantage of the cool air that's of still the cool present air there. That's, oh wow, that is very smart. Yeah. So and and it does that. It does like funky analytical science stuff because it will it will run air through there, and it's like okay, we maintain this temperature for this long, but then it started to rise up, so that's too long. We can't do it that long. That kind of thing. And I already got my first notice that it was using airwave to save me money. Wow. The only problem so, is after first initial uh, installation, uh, it turns out I had a wiring issue that I wasn't aware of. Oh. And I've been running the air conditioner since yesterday at about uh, eight o'clock at night. <laughs> it's just been it going. probably feels awesome. Oh, it felt great. I've never felt the downstairs at 68 degrees during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I ever want to again. So I you actually, basically, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I had to, I, apparently, uh, like, I've got a two-zone system, but it's using only one condenser. So, uh, because of that, the the unit, they have built-in batteries that recharge. So that way, if you lose power, you know, up to six hours, it'll still maintain the, the settings, if you will. I don't know what the hell it's actually maintaining. It's supposed to be a smart thermostat that works off the cloud, whatever the cloud is. So why why does it need a backup battery? But I digress. Um, so does it have like a hard drive then? It must. It must have some type of solid state memory. But and uh, how big is it? Uh, it? It's no bigger. I'm holding. It's no. It's it's about. I'd say it comes off the wall about an inch and a half to two inches, and and around. It's just a little bigger than a Pringles can lid. So it is. It that sounds like an arc reactor to me. Yeah, exactly. It's really it really is cool. But it's uh it's already pointing out problems. One, there was that wiring thing. So I actually had to go up in the attic, and I had to do some rewiring. Uh, mainly like uh, to get into the boring technical stuff even more uh, in a two zone system. Typically only one thermostat gets to control the fan. Like let's say you just want to run the fan to circulate air through your house. In my case, it's the upper thermostat. That's the green wire. So the green wire downstairs wasn't being used. I had to plug the green wire into the C port on the downstairs one. <laughs> I had to go up into the attic where the damn dual zone controller is. And I had to plug the green wire into the C1 there. So that way it would charge. Because what was happening is it was trying to charge both batteries. And the condenser was seeing that drain as a call for firing up. So that's where it's, that problem was. Blows my mind, Will. Because the last time I tried to plug anything into the C port, I got slapped. There you go. Watch it, buddy. <laughs> you can go A and B, but C, uh-uh, off limits. <laughs> um, now, this has pointed out a second issue, however. I believe this dual zone controller in my house is busted. It's, I think it's off because the, uh, like, let, let me pull it up right now. Let me just open the app, take a look. I'm relatively certain, even though it, it says it's trying to air condition the upstairs, it's not. It's going to take a second to load. Quick, somebody fill in. Oh, so that means that, like, you're... So you're not getting the cool air upstairs. No, no. It's 80 degrees upstairs right now, and it's set to cool to 74, and it's not trying to run because it's in a rest cycle right now. There's only so long it can run. So So it's too smart. It is. Well, no, it's still dumb in a sense because it should (laughs) freaking know that the condenser's not firing up somehow. (laughs) Like, like here's a clue. When you're running and the temperature's not going down, some shit ain't working, right? It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. Even I know this. You think you're running, but nothing's getting cooler. That means you pop up an alert and you say, hey, there's an issue here. I'm just saying. Venner 2000 brings up a really good point, Will. Now, with the cool air in the house with the nest and the granite countertops, you are your own cold cold stone creamery. I could be. That's awesome. (laughs) 
I like how you basically plugged in Skynet into your house and not worried at all. I'm not flinching for one to become self-aware. No. <laughs> Why? Okay, so what is it? It's going to heat me out of the house or it's going to chill me out of the house. Great. So now the- <laughs> that's how it starts. But here's the thing. I can just, in this case, I can just pull Skynet off of the base and it can't do anything. Ooh. Oh, it's sweltering hot. Done. I can flip a circuit breaker. It's out of business, guys. What's it going to do? Talk talk to the Keurig coffee maker and make shitty coffee for me? It it might. You don't know, It just might. Suddenly, it's it's programming nothing but uh, Lifetime movies on my DVR. Oh, it's a conspiracy. (laughs) This is how civilization will fall, my men. Nothing but sci-fi original movies. (laughs) I think you should just be worried if it ever starts saying, exterminate exterminate that by the way was the greatest tweet from revelstoke jim because it does look a lot like a dalek's uh, uh eye stock oh it definitely does yeah when because when it, it first lights up it's bright white but then it goes black screen on you so it's black screen unless it's cooling at which point it goes blue you know speaking of daleks i do have to tell you guys i finally started watching doctor who it's about goddamn time yeah and i i watched the dalek episode last night and i'm oh my god i'm floored by this series completely floored okay well wait a second you're talking about uh series one of the reboot right so yes eccleston is the doctor now you've got to you got to bring it a little bit more clear are you talking about the first appearance of the dalek in the uh, season one yes i am where he's inside of a collector's great museum yes Ah, okay all right yeah see and that's just the beginning by the end of the seat that seat well i don't want to spoil it Oh, I mean, it, it, honestly, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything from the year 2005 yeah, that you haven't already done multiple times over. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say the Daleks do play out throughout the season. Well, yes, I, I, I've heard you guys talk about it, obviously. And um, I'm just happy to finally get into it. You, you could say everything you wanted, uh, lay out the entire storyline if you wanted to of Doctor Who. Watching it is its own reward. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't spoil the journey. Not at all. I swear. By that second episode, I was sold. Uh, of uh, the second episode where they blow up the Earth, basically. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that you do that on episode two, why not? Just balls. It's the end it, of the it world. Was just, <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it so much. Yeah, and I thought I'm it was just, pretty cool. Yeah. Now, by Marco, the way, I'm by gonna... the way, hold on, guys. We got a caller. Who are you? Where oh. are you calling from? Hello. Hello. You're live oh, with hey. Netheads. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Awesome. My name is Ty. I'm calling from Texas. Well, howdy. Um, <laughs> How many people do that to you, by the way? I'm not from Texas. I'm just stuck here at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is what a lot of people say and feel. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a little lag in because I was listening to you guys here when you answered here, and it's not matching up with what's playing on my tablet right now yeah exactly that's why we have to tell people to turn your radio down it's the whole broadcast thing we're sending a signal to one point that signal is being relayed to your ears at another point there's latency involved don't worry about it though so uh what's your uh, what's your question what's your issue what do you got oh, i heard you guys talking about doctor who so i just was gonna try to uh turn page on some old sci-fi show that i found on uh amazon Instant video Mm-hmm. If you guys ever heard of it, uh, y'all, it uh, was made in, I guess, Britain by a BBC mm-hmm. called Red Dwarf. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Red Dwarf used <laughs> to get passed around tape wise, uh, and 
There was a time, I think it was uh, 1991, where I just, uh, they, they had a marathon, and I taped every single episode that they had on PBS. Love Red Dwarf. Yeah. Got really nutty in the last yeah, season, but I've good. Found, I'm sorry. Yeah, I found every single episode on Amazon Prime, so I just sat for last week, just did a marathon of it. Yeah, the only problem with that is you start walking around with the cat, like the cat going, how am I looking? What? <laughs> no, you, aren't you aware of Red Dwarf, Trent? You, you're going to need to help me out on this one, Will. Okay, here's the idea, Trent. Inner, inner, uh, planetary, uh, ship, right? Okay. It got a full complement and crew. Uh, but, you know, it's not like it's a high tech ship kind of thing. All right. You know, it's a bunch of grunts, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, you've got, and you've got one guy named, uh, Lister. He is the, uh, the lack about, you know, signed up for lack of a better, anything better to do. Okay. Uh, he smuggles a cat on board the ship. Yeah, he he, uh, smuggles a cat on board the ship, uh, and uh, it gets caught. His roommate, by the way, is this guy named Rimmer. He's a real uh, anal retentive jerk. Wait, wait, hold on. His name is Rimmer? Correct. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, now, uh, Lister gets thrown into suspended animation as punishment, and I think he's just sentenced to something simple like uh, three days or 30 days because he's got the cat. It's 18 months. Actually, oh, eighteen months. There you the go. Station of the the flight they had left. Yeah, but it just so happens that uh, an accident occurs while he is uh, in suspended animation. The ship gets irradiated, and it doesn't let him out of suspended animation until it's safe. Which is how many years in the future? Three million years in the future. Then the ship's just still tooling around. Okay, um, and the uh, the cat, his cat had uh, successfully made it safely to a cargo hold area. You know, I think it probably got confiscated and it was put there and it had its children and then its children's children. And over the course of 3 million years, they have evolved into a sentient humanoid like race. (laughs) Yeah, I know it makes perfect sense. Right. But I, I, just like Dr. Who, I would, yeah, I would tell you not to write it off my friend. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Cause I get my words on the who. It is a great show, sir. I love it. Uh, I miss it. Uh, there was constantly talk of a Red Dwarf movie that didn't happen. The BBC put out recently um, a it special. It a series called Back to Earth. Yeah, exactly. Which was okay, but, you know, it was really a cop-out when it came down to it. Yeah, it was. It didn't tie up any loose ends when it came to the end of it. No, but it was a great series, and I thank you for your call, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Have a good one. And if you want to give us a call, you can 866-610-9455 in the continental U.S. or Skype us, NetHeads on air. How uh, is it that, that they can get away with a character named Rimmer and I can't call my alter ego T-Balls? Because Rimmer is funny, T-Balls douchey. <laughs> I, think that's pretty, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I can't wait for whomever's running the quoting Trent to quote that from you. <laughs> <laughs> Rimmer is funny. T-Ball's douchey. <laughs> Enough said. Okay, so uh, where were we? Oh, Ballsy blowing up the earth, and then you were going to ask America a question. Oh, yeah. Did did you find it off-putting at, at first, the the uh, oh, campiness of the, of the Daleks? You know, um, I really didn't, um, because the there's a campiness to the whole show in general. And it it's awesome because they expect they don't they don't ask you to overlook it you just nor you just naturally do you just say oh you know what it's a little cheesy but you take that 
and it, it's part of the charm of the show. Okay. I accept it's, that. And, and also, I think that uh, by the time you get to the point where we're at, America, when you get to Series mm. 5 and Series 6, yes. you're going to find that it, 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 it immediately matures to a much higher level. Yep. Oh. They really okay. went with more of a cinematic approach, a more of a cinematic look. And the really cool thing is like series five, it's, I think the concept they went into it was that they were telling a fairy tale in a way. And I know that might sound a little weird considering how earlier on you are in it, but trust me, mm-hmm. it goes somewhere. And I don't know what the concept was behind series six other than to probably clear up series five, but. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot like a, uh, a series four of Sons of Anarchy to try and fix, you know, all, ah. all the the loose ends that happened in the previous series. Yeah, not that I'm... Because I will tell you, in my opinion, uh, the majority of Series 6 was far more consistent than the majority of Series 5. Yes. I'm not saying it was better, because when Series 5 hit, it hit hard, and it hit good. Uh, series 6 was more consistent across the board, but not as uh, as good at paying off the way Series 5 was. Uh, that being said, the one thing I like about the Daleks is that Stephen Moffat doesn't really believe in them as a villain, nor does he on really any of the other uh, consistent villains that have been existing over the course of Doctor Who. Because, as he said, like the Daleks, they really can't be that terrifying because every time the Doctor faces them, you know, he spanks them and sends them on their way. Right. So, so how mm-hmm. can you buy them as a real villain? Whereas, like something like the Weeping Angels, they were never really ever directly uh, beaten. At least not. Oh, you don't even know what those are yet. But, but <laughs> well, when you I've when you it. when you finally when you finally get to them, it's not like he's mm. been able to. Uh, well, let's just say beat them. I, some might argue that case during series five, but uh, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to. Well, spoil yeah, much. And, and that's kind of an anomaly in and of itself. Yeah. To me, the Dalek. You know, um, from uh, what I enjoyed about the Daleks is the fact that not necessarily how you know, evil they come off, but what they do to the doctor, I mean, he really flipped the switch and became this really dark, let's kill this thing. before. And I I enjoy that. And I think if anything, like I said, I'll find out later on, but if anything, that's the evil that it seems to pull out, you know, is what it does to the doctor. Well, and you'll find out as you get through more of series one, you'll find out why, because uh, there's a reason why he, there is a there is a reason why and you'll right. find it out and if it doesn't if it isn't uh, self evident then I'll let you know well look at this wow another call some some weeks are dry as a desert other are rich and bountiful like a cornucopia Tell uh, me you it. are live with netheads <laughs> who are you where are you calling from uh, this is eric calling from maryland well welcome sir where exactly is maryland <laughs> don't laugh i'm a product of the public school system Somewhere in that whole mid-Atlantic region. Uh, I actually live in Delaware, which is worse. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in Delaware. That's a Wayne's <laughs> World exactly. joke. Well, what's on your mind, man? Why are you giving us a call? Well, uh, I was wondering if you got the, uh, the tweet I sent out earlier today with uh, the NetHead hashtag. <laughs> well, first of all, no. Uh, I've been a little. <laughs> I've been a little busy. What's What's your Twitter handle? Crawling up in the attic, trying to make sure things uh, work. Gotcha. Uh, C-I-R-E-D-A-R-K. Oh, and you'd like to apply for the uh, official NetHeads podcast viral video correspondent. 
Indeed. What does that mean? So, in other words, this kind of like a, an equals three type of thing where you're, like, hitting on what's hot and viral this week? Just stuff that I find generally interesting and want to share and get out there. Now, I have a fairly eclectic taste. Uh, now, you take notice there that uh, that very first uh, video that I posted has the very big, bold brand uh, NSFW tag next to it. Hmm. Uh, not, not safe for work. Make sure there's not small children in the room. And for uh, God's sake, you know, don't watch it on company hardware. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is you're applying for a job, and now you're calling me out in front of all the listeners to see if you can get it. Oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, where do, you stand on the, where do you stand on the name T-Balls? Is it amusing or douchey? Uh, I mean, I always find douchebags amusing in their own special little way. Oh, very you safe, know. sir. Nice. Very safe. Uh, you know, I don't, look, man, I'm telling you, if you want the job, don't. I don't buy into this political correctness bullshit, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. You either it's either funny or it's douchey. Which one is it? Not a douchey. If there you go. Willingly, <laughs> you'll be called by that name. Then you probably uh, your backwards hat wearing a uh, pop collar motherfucker doing cake stands. You know, with your frat bros. Yeah, thank you. Good. See, he summed Damn up. You, Eric. I, I couldn't sum it up as myself. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take your video under consideration. Your suggestion. Uh, I will fall back because what I do after every show, that's when I finally, well, I go through all the things that I have to go through in a night. And then I finally go back. Like one of the last things I do I, before I go to bed is I go back and I read all the hashtags, uh, not all the hashtags on Twitter, just all the net hashtag stuff from NetHeads. So uh, I will take a look at it and uh, we will we will be in touch if that is the case. Because really, okay. the, the problem uh-huh. is it's kind of hard to be a viral video correspondent for an audio based show. Well, no, no, I, I do take that into consideration. Uh, the stuff that I'll be posting will play for audio if you care to you know, watch them on the show. Uh, the top one in particular I picked up because I was hoping for a live reaction. Oh. Yeah, it has a very special M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end that is sure to get a, like a huge kind of oh, oh my god you know and, and that's that's kind of the payoff i was looking for it's it's, it's tub girl isn't it no 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 but i'm <laughs> in that realm i'm 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 scared now i will admit I'm scared it lost good but the amount of production and polish that went on this particular piece is amazing i mean dude has very high-end quality he went in with you know adobe after effect at the point you know cleaned everything up you know it, it, it starts off very sweet, very innocent, and then it just takes that 90-degree twist into, oh, my, what the fuck just happened? Okay, well, we'll take a look. I'm I'm not going to just do it on the air, but uh, maybe it'll play next week. Uh, all right, man? Okay, uh, check them out afterwards, and then the two afterwards are kind of a palate cleanser. All yeah, right. I'm not all shocked at the time. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for your call, buddy. Take it easy. All righty. Yeah, I had no idea where that was going. I like to be all shock all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> all I can say is if it's anything like Tub Girl, I might vomit. Oh, lovely. I don't even know. I don't even want to know what Tub Girl is. But but guess what? The, it's going to get the best of you and you're going to Google it. No, I won't. <laughs> you are talking to probably one of the only five people on the Internet right now that has never seen two girls, one cup. 
Oh, wow. Really? I actually put that on my resume. (laughs) (laughs) That's how unique it is. It's like saying I'm a 41-year-old virgin. I'm not. (laughs) But... If if I may uh, quickly just relate my uh, two girls one cup story, you may not. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well, you guys remember uh, last week I showed you that awesome Hell Carrier uh, package of the Avengers that we would all love to see come to fruition. Yeah, you delivered. DVDs. You delivered well on that one. Yes. Well, um, this week the actual. Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase One has been uh, is available for pre-order uh, on uh, Amazon now. What the uh, hell July is 15th, this? July fifteenth, they will announce the actual package, but it's basically all it's a ten disc limited edition of all the movies um, from um, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, plus a bonus disc called the Phase One Archives and the. Yes, and a collectible packaging with exclusive memorabilia from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. From the looks of it, it might be the Tesseract case. <gasps> Ooh, that's kind of cool. No oh. proof yet, but... It's going to suck um, trying to store it, though. That's the only thing I'm saying. Yeah, it was just like the uh, the Blu-ray edition of um, that one movie with Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, it was it was the briefcase. And so, right weird storage situation here but still pretty awesome if they do pull it off mm. that'd be kind of cool uh, yeah it's a it's a listed as a sale price of 153 dollars uh that's not um, that cool that's not that cool. <laughs> hey, i'm not gonna lie that's not that cool that's not no uh-uh. for six no. for six blu-ray movies it's a little much i think i know but... and i was like nah <laughs> no I don't think so, but interesting in concept. But you know, and the thing is, though, it's got to have standout value. Now, the uh, the helicarrier that had standout value. I mean, like, uh, yeah. check this out. You know, if it were, I don't know, like a, a lightsaber that unfolded into DVDs or Blu-rays, that would be cool. But <laughs> look, it's the briefcase. No, no. If it came with the actual text rack, that'd be awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, there you go. That's what I, well, actually, I, but that, I, like, I kind of have something like that. I, when you get into Doctor Who in series, uh, six, there's an episode called The Doctor's Wife. Oh, and, right. And, uh, in there, there are, uh, little cubes that the, uh, the Time Lords, uh, put, like, their thoughts and essence and a crisis into Ooh. to send out an emergency message, if you will. And, uh, uh-huh. the Doctor receives one. I've got one of those here on my desk, and it's very similar. Because it's a it's nice. a it's a white light up cube inside of a clear cube. Mm-hmm. Then correct me if I'm wrong. That looks kind of similar. Yeah, no, it does. It looks oddly similar. I'm surprised I never made that earlier. Now, of course you didn't, Trent. That's because your t balls. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but the night is young. <laughs> Are we using that as a verb or a noun? <sighs> is he t balling or? T-balls. T-balling, uh, I think, is the next step in douchery. Yes, it is. That's, <laughs> or, or that is when you are explaining the douchery of a drunken person. He was T-balling the night Oh, he away. was totally T-balling last he night. Was he was. He was just <laughs> T-balling like a maniac. Call up Trent. Say, hey, Trent, what are you doing? T-balling. Oh, yeah. I'm T-balling, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, guys, you want to talk to Amy? Of course. Yes. Yes, we do. Let's see now. Amy Rothenberger, how are you? Hello. All right. Sum it up quick. Did you survive Las Vegas? 
I did survive Las Vegas. And you did get a picture with Jerry Springer. Very cool. Yes, I did. Actually, that's photoshopped. Oh, okay. Never mind. Everybody gets a free one of those. I had to come clean on it. Oh, those bastards. (laughs) All right. Tell us the most debaucherous tale of Las Vegas. Quick go. Uh, There wasn't any debauchery because I was there with my family. Well, there you are. (laughs) I did win enough money to upgrade my flight back to first class. That was very cool, actually. That was nice to see. So you were up in cash and you were able to make your return flight nice. Very, very much so. Because my, my flight out there, I actually spent an overnight in San Francisco. I almost called you. Oh, that'd be um, nice to explain to my wife. Honey, it's the middle of the night and <laughs> Amy Rothenberger is calling. <laughs> That's basically why I didn't call you. But um but yeah. Don't, don't I, worry, he has to do the same thing with his wife when I call. Pretty much. Actually, my <laughs> wife was really intrigued when she saw that she was like, Did he call yet? Did he call yet? She was really <laughs> waiting for you to call. Like to drunk dial me. She really was interested in this. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I know. I shouldn't encourage him that way, but she was looking forward to it. I don't yeah. know why. Probably because I was gonna put him on speakerphone and make inappropriate comments. But Well know. yeah, I mean getting a drunk call is no fun unless you can share. Yeah, exactly. That's why you let him go to voicemail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, my um my flight out of DC got delayed so that I missed the last flight from San Francisco to Las Vegas. So I had to spend the night in San Francisco and go to Las Vegas early the following morning. But it was nice. It was very, I, 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 I kind of dorked out and felt all Vegas-like because the minute I got into my hotel room, the fountains at the Bellagio turned on and they were playing Frank Sinatra's Luck Be a Lady Tonight. And I thought, okay, somebody planned this. Yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> um. And I had a birthday present waiting for me at the concierge. Yeah. Which was very nice. A friend of mine um, got me $100, a $100 Bellagio gift card to spend. Oh, I thought oh. you were going to say male prostitute. <laughs> no, no. I don't think the concierge would have held one for me. You never know. <laughs> it, it depends on where he's holding him. <laughs> That's true. Um, but no, we had lots of fun. and and. You know, the more I go out there, the more I realize that the slot machines are becoming like more and more like 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 video games, for lack of a better word. Yeah, you know, the last time I went by a slot machine, I thought the same thing, and that was ages ago. So I you know I can't even imagine what they're like now. You know, unless of course it's they should really take the whole interactive uh, gaming approach. Really, and like make you do like dance around. Think about that. <laughs> oh, good Lord. There's enough drunk people in casinos that do that without being prompted. Yes. It's like a dance dance revolution. Oh my god, exactly. Wouldn't that be great? I think that would be awesome. If, if only because it could be a tie in with America's funniest home videos. Oh, oh sure. My god. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you may not win here, but you may win fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I had lots of fun because I'm I, I'm not a table game player at all. I'm 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 a slot machine gal. But she is but a table dancer kind that of gal. I, that were there this year that weren't even there last year. They have one. They have slot machines now that one that's based on Star Wars, 
and shows you like clips from the movies without you know throughout and all sorts of stuff. And then two similar ones. There's a Dark Knight one now. Oh, I can get behind there's, that. There's a Ghostbusters one that I enjoyed thoroughly. I've seen the Ghostbusters one. My that grandma one. likes the Ghostbusters. I'm still behind that. Go ahead. And um, what was the third one that I really, really oh, the hangover. Eh, that one's a little eh. cliche. Yeah. But I haven't seen it, so who am I to comment? Right? Unless unless you have to blow in, into like a breathalyzer and it ranks your, uh, you know, like your blood alcohol level. There you are. <laughs> yeah. I would enjoy that. <laughs> now, but my, my, actually, my sister actually sat down at the hangover one first and she put her money in and all of a sudden you hear you hear Chang's voice go, give me your money, bitches. <laughs> well, it's good to know it's family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amy, a belated happy birthday to you. Glad you made it home safe and in style, and uh, thanks for your call. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Peace. You too. Bye-bye. There we go. That was Amy's call of the week. There we go. Uh, by the way, Von Cleef sums it up well. He says, Will, oh, no, that's not that one. Uh, Will's answer to Trent's Will calls, T-Ball's calls. <laughs> well put. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but so far, there's only been one voicemail I got, and I can't turn that one into anything. <laughs> Actually, I probably could, but it would sound a lot like he's looking for some male gratification. <laughs> Which, you know what? Maybe maybe he was. I don't know. Oh, see, there you go again. Oh, maybe that's what he did. I hate, <laughs> oh, it irks the hell out of me. It's like, let me tell you something. Okay, Trent wouldn't do that, but T-Balls would. You're the same people, douche. <laughs> Knock it the frick off. No, William wouldn't do that, but Will would. Huh? Oh. Oh, bugs me. Bugs the living shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Don't do it, Trent. Just don't freaking do it. I, You know, I... I You're better, I hope Trent, that I, Trent. I, I hope Trent, that it Trent. doesn't happen in the future. You're better than that, okay? That's all I'm saying. You are better than that. <laughs> Okay, you are. Okay, you don't need to have. I mean, do you? Is it because you love the comic book so much? You just caught up in needing an alter ego. I I don't know. I'll, A I'll, secret I'll, identity. I'll I'll, tr I'll try and ask him next time he's around. Oh lord! <laughs> Actually, you know what though? I do admit it played out really nice in the Avengers when Banner kept referring to him as the other guy the for other, the Hulk. The, the other guy, yeah. That I kind of got behind. That I can understand. But you what's, know you know what else I can understand, Trent? What's that, Will? I can understand wanting to get people cool stuff for Father's Day. Right. And one of the places you can get them is at ThinkGeek. If you're listening to this show, you have got to be behind the things that are at ThinkGeek. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. This is almost as bad as T-Balls. Maybe this is the re way you got to go. Maybe you want to get Dad a nice set of buckyballs. What? <laughs> they're magnetic building spheres. You can make them into shapes. So oh, it's like okay. they're BBs that are magnetized. Of course, you know, like I said last week, one of the things I'd love to get trend is the whiskey stones. Oh, you make them ice cold, drop them in your you drink, uh, literally on the rocks. It's nice. Yeah. How about oh, yeah. the Abyss LED touchscreen watch? Mm. Oh, here's another good one: the collapsible shot glass. Something every dad that goes camping needs. Especially if he's camping with a bunch of scouts. Exactly. <laughs> or if you really want to talk to your dad, Darth Vader and son. There you go. 
Uh, also, there is the uh, the the X Mini Capsule Speaker. Hey, get ready for next rain season. The Braid Runner style LED umbrella is still out there. Of course, every dad loves to get a tie for Father's Day, and Think Geek has an 8-bit tie that you can get for good old dad. Now, what? the nice thing is, a lot of these things, they're affordable and they are fun. If dad likes tech, he likes nerdy things, he likes Star Wars, he likes Star Trek, any of these things, you're going to find something cool for him over at Think Geek. Now, how do you get there? It's really simple. Take advantage of the amazing deals by first going to uh, smodcast.com. Not schmodcast. I don't That sounds like we got something <laughs> filthy on it and needed to clean it off. But go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click on the Think Geek banner. It says get them cool stuff for Father's Day right there. Click it. Follow it. Buy some cool stuff for dear old dad. It's just that easy. And you'll want to get it at Think Geek. Why? Because they have stuff for smart masses and that folks is how you do a commercial well done will and you know the nice thing too is if you're integrating commercials into your podcast then the best thing to do the best way to get results they say is to go with live reads they say that listeners are willing more to put up with it sure and don't do pre-recorded ones do actual ones live there on the spot like mine you hear the screw-ups it's live it's real <laughs> I think it's a lot more fun. We got to keep it on topic, you know. We got to make it. Um, uh, we're like a technology podcast or something. Well, and then that way we can come up with new terms like schmodcast. Yeah, exactly. I, that sounded bad. That's no good. Can't do that. <laughs> That'll get us kicked off the network. Speaking of the network, you know what? I uh, I had an interesting Friday. Oh, oh, really? I don't know if anyone else caught this, but I got to uh, co-host the Smart Coast Morning Show with Ming Chen on Friday morning. I saw the tweet. I am beyond jealous. Yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. Because uh, mostly because I was really hoping we would get more listeners for Netheads, and as you can see, they're just boring in. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. We do have two new callers today, so maybe, maybe that's it paid point. off. Maybe, yeah. just maybe. I'm just saying. You'd think they would have referenced it though. I want the Grab It Pack gadget holster. That looks nice. <laughs> you, you, you still got the website open, don't no, you? Will? No, of course not. <laughs> it's not a it's not a lame fanny pack, you know? Well, maybe it is. It's less lame. Actually, you know, maybe it looks kind of dorky. I don't know. Nah, it it's, looks kind of dorky. Never mind. It's all relative. Buy one Annoyatron, get one free. Limited time. Good to know. Anyway, okay, I'm closing the website. Sorry. I do this every week. <laughs> I do it every week. When will I learn to stop? I won't. Help me, let him and help me. Anyway. So, uh, guys, yes. what's going on? We got more. <laughs> do we just end the show here? I mean, <laughs> there's some times when you have to save me from myself. This is one of them. <laughs> Say some. Don't just laugh. <laughs> Quit t-balling it up, you lame Oh, God, there it goes. There it goes. Oh, no. You're being such a T-balls right what now. Have we, what have we done? I have no idea. I just don't. <laughs> so did I, did I, did we ever get to the point where I was saying what was wrong with the air conditioning? Uh, the, Other than the, the fact that the upstairs isn't firing. Yeah, I was going to say the, the dual control uh, thing's not working right. Yeah, which I have to admit, though, I'm kind of proud of the fact that I was able to follow the guy's simple instructions and install these things myself. Because I had to go up into the attic, which, by the way, during the heat, it's like 92 degrees outside today, which means up there it's easily 105 because it's nothing but a hot box, not the good kind. 
Oh. And so, you know, I, I had to like plug this thing in to create what's called a common wire. I don't know what the hell that is, but. Oh, it's, it, it acts like a ground. There you go. That's what it was. See? Yep. You know, you could have done this better than I could. <laughs> but I had to do that. But now, like, the top one is not, it's not firing all the time. I've heard it fire. I've heard it go, but it's not all the time. So I would think that that means that somewhere in between the thermostat, which thinks something is working, and the uh, the dual controller, which is supposed to be then talking to the condenser or the central air unit for firing off, something's not right there. So that's where it's got to be, right? Hey, honestly, Will, I I don't even have a swamp cooler at my house. I, I don't even know though, because like, because here's the thing: the downstairs one works every time, every time. Well, is that just because it's closer to the actual unit? No, it's farther away. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. It's voodoo. This is the reason why you end up paying out the nose to get somebody come and repair your shit. It's true. Yeah, that's why you can go to one of them technical institutes institutes and become an official air conditioner <laughs> repairman. You know what they say, Will? The nope. true repairman will repair man. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't understand. You are confusing me. <laughs> I, I think that was from the the uh, the official uh, repairman's guide on the uh, the last episode of Community. Oh, okay. Oh, it was. Yeah, yes. I don't remember. <laughs> it was uh, Goodman's last line, I believe. I yeah. blocked it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a failure. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week. <laughs> he, uh, what? Somebody speak. <laughs> I, I complete. I complete. Lost my train of thought with you guys uh, talking about air conditioning because uh, my dad fixes everything in electrical in my house, so I just call him. Really? So your dad, like, if there was a problem with like the central air, he would fix it. Yes. Um. And it's not a matter of that he absolutely knows everything about it. He he tinkers. And figures it out as he goes along. It's very strange, but he has this knack, uh, this this amazing ability to do it. No, I completely get that. Okay, because like for example, this is gonna be horrible. No, uh, no. But I had a I had a margarita machine. Now this means it, it was like oh. it was a, it was a three chamber. It, actually, it's called a granita machine. So it's got a uh, like a churning impeller. Yeah, that, like the. That, that goes around a frozen tube. So basically, oh. it's a Slurpee machine for alcohol. Okay? I want that so badly. Oh, that sounds awesome. And when it got moved from Northern California to Southern California, there, uh, like one piece broke because it wasn't freezing anymore because the condenser, goddamn, they weren't. It wasn't <laughs> kicking in. So I was naturally curious, and I was on the phone with one guy that knew these machines, and he's like, "Well, you want to check this? And if if this, do you hear a click? No, then it's not working." And I looked carefully. I saw that something looked busted, and I saw some other pieces laying on the bottom of the machine. I took that part out because I could see that I could, and I tinkered with it, and then I realized, oh, wait, this holds this piece of metal here. So when it gets engaged, it must magnetize, and then it slaps together, and it bridges the connection, which, sure enough, it was. I ended up breaking it together, fixing it myself. I could probably troubleshoot this and up in the attic, but the problem is it's hotter than Hades up yeah, I was there. Say, you you will sweat to death before you fix it. Pretty much. It's just like my last with my last breath and my last bit of moisture left in my <laughs> flesh as it drips off my brow and lands on the plywood. Suddenly my wife will go, It's working. It's you got working. it, hon. Great job. <laughs> oh, it's horrible up there. It is miserable. 
you know, and, and all these years and all this technology, why don't they just automatically put venting fans up there? In houses, I don't get it. Uh, because in the winter, you want to you want to keep that heat up there. Well, that's great. It doesn't run in the winter. It's simple. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you can invest in like a Fremen still suit, to which you could then go upstairs <laughs> and survive. A what? A Fremen still suit. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, from Dune. No, the, the Fremen. They they <laughs> the still suits collects the body's moisture and then they can. Drink it back in, so they. No, okay, nope. never mind. I don't know a damn thing. <laughs> never mind. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, so, Trent, what's going on with Death Ray Comics? You know, we've run into a few uh, a few uh, road bumps along the way. Um, a, a little bit has to do with asbestos. I don't know if it'll be red. I'd say more like potholes. <laughs> Here's the thing: whenever mesothelioma comes into play, it's not a good thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> yeah. You just sprung that suit thing on me. Now what? <laughs> who is this, wait who is this russian guy you're talking about now <laughs> if you if you ever stay up late enough you you get to see all the commercials for the tort litigation that's happening some swedish guy is thwarting your comic book store <laughs> the hell Meso- are you talking about mesothelioma is the uh he the- he used to do a lot of those silent film art house films in the 90s didn't he <laughs> the nude scene <laughs> exactly it's the uh the lung cancer caused uh from asbestos oh okay exposure and right. uh it, the the place we we're looking at has has uh got some structural problems that have been exposed to have a lot of asbestos in it so uh just kind of reassessing things right now uh looking at some different venues and hopefully next weekend we'll be uh selling uh all of our trade paperbacks and hardcovers at the uh, local farmers market slash uh, flea market Oh, okay, great. Oh, cool. So you'll be sitting next to the guy with the knockoff porn tapes. <laughs> yeah, and then on the other side, I'll have the guy who grew his own beats. There you are. That's, that's styling. It's they're, a win-win situation. They're organic. They were only watered yeah. with my urine. It's okay. <laughs> Actually, what kind of stuff do they have? Because, yeah, like, in my town, in Brentwood, we're, you know, we're an agricultural community as well. Sure, right. Uh, which I'm assuming you live in one because the, uh, the, the team mascot uh, is what? The Aggies. There we go. So, and I assume that means for agricultural. That it does. Okay, good. So, uh, out here, it's the same thing. I was a little disappointed though. We went early on in the season, like the second week it was open. And uh-huh. what we found actually was a lot of bakeries were there, a lot of organic bakeries, gluten free. Oh, really? Yeah. So they were like hawking their wares there. We also got some really nice, uh, almonds and, you know, but not a lot of vegetables and, and, but not a lot of products either, like you're talking about, but you're saying, that uh, your farmer's market is kind of a combo thing with a yeah. flea market, which I yeah. love. I love a flea market. I don't know what oh, it gosh. is. Oh, gosh. Me too, man. The draw of other people's crap for cheap just sucks mm-hmm. me in. I don't know yep. why. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is when you go, you just kick yourself for not bringing more stuff. Oh, for selling? Yeah, because you see shit that's being sold and selling well that you have at home just sitting there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like a bunch of Avengers bobbleheads that are sitting on the shelf. That bookshelf has nothing else on it. <laughs> that bookshelf should never have anything else on it. <laughs> well, come on. There should be something underneath them assembled, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Un- unless it's a Helicarrier DVD case, I don't think so. Well, now the big question, though, Trent, is that, you know, how big of a deal is this farmer's market? Because if you're selling comic books, that means you've got to, uh, 
You've got to attract a wide range, you know, because naturally, if you have a comic book store in a college town, you want to be selling the things that college students would go to. And I know that um, I was walking around the farmer's market here Uh and, you know, I saw a lot of people like me, you know, there were pulling kids with them. So there weren't a lot of what I would call the the young and hip at the farmer's market. Right. Here in Brentwood. But what about where you are, Trent? Well, and and that's the thing. It is. It is the thing to do on Saturday in Logan, Utah. Even when you've been, well, okay, first of all, let, let me qualify this. The typical, um, is it Utah University? Where do you work? Utah, Utah State? State. Mm-hmm. The typical Utah State student on a Friday night, what are they doing? <laughs> um, they're, they're probably on a date or at a movie, uh, and, and that's about it. In bed by like, midnight or one okay never mind that answers that question pretty pretty conservative bunch we've got here in in utah they weren't doing keg stands (laughs) they weren't experimenting with their friends three like three-story bong that kind of thing wasn't happening no uh, t-balls is a bit of an anomaly here um okay well good to know so so then i guess yeah it's like hey they'll wake up fresh and let's go to the farmer's market well, and I think one thing too that I, that I've uh, kind of sold the 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 marketers, like the the people in charge of the farmers market, is my my comic books will will actually give an affordable outlet for children that are there that are being dragged around by their parents. You know, okay, sure, you know, get get that comic book, whatever, and you can read it while you're here. Uh huh. Really? I think so. How are you going to make them affordable? Um, just because I've got uh so many used uh trade titles. Um, that I've picked up for, you know, dollars that I'll be able to, you know, sell it, it at least half the price of retail. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that really will, you will make it affordable. That'll be cool. Yeah. Now, the thing that you have to do though is you have to like, you gotta, I don't know if you're going to be able to part with some of them because you gotta, you Oof. gotta, you gotta strike while the iron's hot, if you will. So you gotta have yeah. some Avengers related titles there. I know. It, you, it's true. You gotta it's have true. the Iron Man. You gotta have the, mm-hmm. the Captain America. Yep. Ooh, I gotta see you part with a Captain America. We don't know if Wait, that's that gonna happen. That sounds wrong. Hold on, let me rephrase. <laughs> as long as I'm not parting with Bucky's balls, I'll be fine. Oh lord! <laughs> I never even thought of it in that context. Well played, oh. Trent Triumphant. <laughs> well, I'm really radio schmucking it up, aren't I, with the voice? I like week. it. I don't know. What, I, I support it. It's the Excedrin. I didn't go with the coffee this week because okay. last Sunday I was awake until Monday, which, <laughs> which is not the way you want to spend your Monday at work. It's like, oh, no. I, went, I went to bed two hours ago. This, well, actually not Monday, Tuesday, whatever. It, the, it was an de- extra day off last week. Boy, you know, the silent parting gift of the three-day weekend is the four-day work week. Oh, yes. And it only makes that following week that much more bitter. Right. I am not looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, now you've got to go back and work a solid five days. I got to figure out a way around this. <laughs> got to con the man. That's that's the whole thing. That's the way we have to go about it. <laughs> so, well, that sounds like a good idea. And plus, you'll be able to test the waters. Now, what are you going to do about new titles, though? Uh, on that one, I'm not sure yet. You're going to well, avoid that uh, for now. Just for the time being, because you to to uh, keep an, an open account with the distributor, you have to. You have to have a regular order of quite a, quite a few books. Mm-hmm. So. Really? How much? How much? Uh, $500 a month. Holy moly. That's a little bit and, of an investment. And the markup, is it, it, it depends on, but it's usually around, you know, 50% uh, is all. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
So you're telling me my local comic shop gets most comics for $2 a book? Yep. yep. Son of a... <laughs> and if you're and if and if they're already giving you a twenty percent discount because you have a hold, then that means they're not making hardly anything. You really want to open a comic book shop? <laughs> 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 Ouch. Wait a second. On second thought. <laughs> Actually, you know, I gotta tell you, uh out here, the only thing they provide you when you do a hold is convenience. <laughs> they don't give you oh, a twenty percent really? discount. Yeah, that's yeah, right. No. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 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 shops around here, at least the one that I was driving to. The shops around here. How long did it take you to get there? It was just an hour trip one way. Oh, okay. And you got a twenty percent discount. Twenty percent yeah, okay. so I was getting, you know, twenty cents off per book. Okay, so and how many books would you pick up in the average trip? Um, average trip Let's make it a nice uh, round number. Remember we're do- talking about me doing math. Go ahead. Yeah, probably probably around twenty five books. 25 books, you save 20 cents on each book. That means you saved $5. <laughs> totally worth the gas trip there. I'm How sure. much? Oh, that's where I was going. How much <laughs> gas did you spend to get there? <laughs> now, let's see. Let's just take gas at what, what's the average price on gas right now, Trent? Uh, it's, it's like 350 a gallon. Okay. 350 a gallon. So did it take more than one and a quarter gallons to get there? I think it took about 10. Okay, so that 20%, why didn't you just pay them the discount? Like, <laughs> let me give you an extra five bucks for holding these, because I'm already screwing myself out of money. <laughs> so here's the thing. If they don't, if you don't have to drive to go get the books where you get the 20% discount, that means locally the discount you have to offer is nothing. Right, yeah, it's okay? true. Because you're yeah. providing convenience. Yeah, and, and you make a valid point, sir. Yes, there we are. So there you go. So maybe it could be a viable business. As long as you have kids that are... How many of the kids in the college go to buy co- uh, comic books, though, right now? Ooh, and uh, that that one, I think it's it's a matter of if it was here, would they buy it? Mm, if you build it, will they come? Well, that, I would like to think so. I've watched enough pornos that I would think so. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I opened the door and I knew he would walk through. I hoped yep. he wouldn't, but of course he I, T-balled I, his way through. I came right into that, didn't I? Oh, even better. Please. <laughs> I'm sure you've got a few more up your sleeve. Let him out. Just get this, get the poison out of your system. Go ahead. No, it's not my sleeve. It's in my sock. Wonderful. Von Cleef <laughs> says, uh, please tell me you're getting something other than comic books while you go get your comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll usually stop at a restaurant and uh, eat not so, selling it uh, no not there's so, no salvation in the way you speak my friend so there's uh well and usually it's taco bell because i've spent all my money on comic books and gas <laughs> so you're spending all this money to get your 20 percent discount then you're abusing your body but the guys are nice oh that's wonderful that's good to know no. they're good it's, company they're they're good people yeah, i'm sure they are Especially when you get into that debate about which Green Lantern was better. Well, and and we all know the answer to that. Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. <laughs> A lot of people. I like Kyle, though. Come on. Kyle's actually my favorite. Yeah. Have you actually read the Kyle books? Like when he was first introduced. Yeah. Uh, that's like, the old, like back- that's, yeah. That's that's the time I was at. I was. Let me tell you, okay, uh, I was working at a video game place, and they were had been vying for the contract to do uh, a 3D uh, online Marvel video game. So oh, cool. the, one, yeah. of the, uh, one of the founders of the company also had a very wide collection, and he brought 
just a ton of his books in. So uh, I had some downtime while I was there, and I, I read a lot of those era books, like immediately after the whole Parallax crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did read them, and I liked them. I liked the concept. I liked the, seeing them flounder through. It was wonderful. Well, yeah. I've I've even really enjoyed the the new Fifty Two Kyle Rayner book. Yeah. Oh, it's it's been great. Plus, he's got the coolest costume of them all. That whole black and white kind of mm-hmm. yep checkered thing. Yeah, that's true. I like that. I mean, I wouldn't want to wear one, but then again, nobody wants to see me in spandex. <laughs> I, I, I imagine if I wore one that it, the suit will push its way. So I at least look like Kilowatt a, a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that the ring will will that for me. <laughs> oh, Von Cleef also says after thinking about it, he actually might save money opening his own comic shop rather than driving <laughs> to go get them. There you are. That's you true. make yourself yeah. as a customer. Done. Done. Yeah, I, I I can bring $500 in for myself easily. And Ruth is uh, uh, claiming we are homophobic because we don't like the gay Green Lantern. No, he's we're if anything, we're ageist because we don't like the gay Green Lantern. <laughs> right. Because as far as we're concerned, he's old. Um. Well, come on. What else has happened this week, guys? Was there anything else big in the news? Actually, uh, there was something interesting. Uh, I wanted to bring it up with you guys. Um, you know, Prometheus comes out next week, right? Oh, yes. believe me, I do. Yes. But did you know that this past week, if you pre-ordered the Blu-ray of Prometheus, you would get a ticket for the movie? What? Before, yes. Amazon was doing this weird thing. It, it just kind of blew my mind. Actually, 20th Century Fox. Um, the first 5,000 to pre-order Prometheus on Blu-ray or Blu- uh, Blu-ray 3D, um, they would get a ticket to go watch the movie when it came out on uh, next week. So it was a little strange that you're pre-ordering a movie you've never seen and not even the Blu-ray is not even out yet to go watch the movie in theater first. And then eventually you'll pick it up as a Blu-ray. Hmm. Now, how does that how does that work, though? I mean, because well, especially what if like what if you had done it, Trent? Where where are exactly you? you're going to go all the way to Salt Lake? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because I'm sure West State's theaters isn't going to honor that. Right. Well, the the certificate was actually valid for a ten dollar up to ten dollar admission, which I think is a little strange because movies don't cost ten dollars anymore. They cost at least eleven or yeah, exactly. plus. You it's know. like, here's my Actually, coupon and 50 cents. Then. Well, it would have worked for you. Well, yeah, yeah, if they just said, hey, dear movie theater, you will redeem this and get your money. Right. But how do they know I'm not some jackass walking up with a with a self-printed thing? I'm really good in Photoshop. I'm going to see the movie. <laughs> well, apparently, um, they will. They would email you on June 1st. Uh, you can't do this anymore, obviously. The, the promotion's gone. On June 1st, they would, they would email you a special code that you would then redeem and then print out and then go to the movies with it i just find this whole situation a little strange because i don't i don't know if they're thinking that prometheus is going to do badly at the movie theaters because i really don't i think it's going to do amazing at the theaters but to kind of do this it just sets a weird precedence i don't know i you know i got to admit when it comes to marketing it is odd but then again there are that that's nothing new like for example if you, I think right now, if you buy Madagascar one or two, they offer a coupon to be able to go see Madagascar three. So okay. they do things like this all the time. I, I just think it's a, 
it's a lot. It's not even a lost leader. I think pretty much everybody's it, they're counting on the fact nobody's cashing these in. It's like an incentive that it's not really going to pay off. And I don't really think that Prometheus needs it because it's gotten enough internet buzz. They've done a lot of brilliant online viral marketing. Uh, and I think that there are enough diehard geeks out there that it's going to have at least a great opening weekend. Right. I mean, I because I, I myself, I'm rabid to see it. I won't, but I'm rabid to see it. <laughs> well, and I think Fox has done a really good job not spoiling it by doing so many pre-screenings that they're shooting themselves in the foot. No, they don't have to. Everything's in the damn trailers. <laughs> like, Wait, oh, look, it's been, it's, it's been three hours. There's a new Prometheus trailer. I mean, seriously, <laughs> how many teaser trailers have we seen of that movie now? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I can think I of think at least actually, five iterations. Yeah, I think they've actually given away way too much of the story in the trailer already. Well, I've always, I, I've always said they've given away so much. I'm really hoping that actually everything we see is what just happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie. And that, and there's an entire other story that's being told here. Right. Yeah. That we're not seeing. Uh, Cause that's gotta be the case. We Otherwise hope. they're, well, I, we hope and pray. Yeah. Ruth, uh, Ruth made an interesting, uh, uh, comment uh, there. Uh, she said that they're working on the assumption a lot of folks are going to buy the DVD in nerd value alone. Um, she says it's smart. I personally, I, I just don't see, I don't see it working for Prometheus. I see it working for a film that needed help, but not necessarily Prometheus. Well, especially since it was only 5,000 copies. Yeah. So I think the only, I think it was just, it's a, it's probably a PR gimmick. That's all it is. They're just trying yeah. to, because they really are trying to angle for as much press as they can in any way they can. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's a small return, um, to to get a headline out like that. No, but yeah. they're hoping to probably get some Twitter traffic or something. Cause well, no, that that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's not very expensive advertising. No, I uh, man, I, it's amazing. I think I'm almost wondering right now how much the decisions that like television networks and movie companies are being made based on Twitter trends. Ooh, interesting. Because if you See, think that's... about it, the smart shows have been like like Fringe, they mm. and and many others. They were doing unique hashtags for every episode, right? So then you've now got something to see really outside of the Nielsen box. How many people are watching something? You've got a way to track it. At least the net savvy ones. So that's something you could turn around. You could be like, yeah, you're using your Nielsen system. And yeah, you've been using it for a long time. But look at this over like X number of million people tweeted using this hashtag, you know, unique users tweeting using that hashtag. Right. And, and, you know, uh, Prometheus. Well, then again, you never know what's going to happen with the internet for every Prometheus. You get a snakes on a plane, right? <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, now this is, this is just off, you know, me thinking on my own. Um, I'm thinking that they 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 were worried that it they there might be another John Carter situation. That's quite possible because if you think about it, everybody that's involved in this show right now knows what this movie's about. At least right. they we get the concept. It could be kind of like an alien prequel. It could be that it's just happening in that universe earlier on. There's there's some type of connection. There's it, you know, it's at least something similar. So we are all looking forward to it. Those of us that liked Alien and Aliens and endured Alien 3 and then enjoyed Alien Resurrection. 
you know, right. we are in tune with this movie, but we're all in this bubble. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're in that, we're in the little, the little, what is the name of it? The little, uh, the little the city. No, the, yeah, the zeitgeist. No, the little city. And Candor. Candor. We're all in the city of Candor. And in there, we're powerful. Get out of it. Nah, we're not so much. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same kind of thing. So you've got, we're all the Candorians and we know this story and this lore. But how many people are, cause like, I, you'd think I would have been in tune with John Carter, but I wasn't. I had no clue. Like, what is right. this? And there wasn't a single thing that they did to let me know what it was. And unfortunately, Prometheus is kind of the same thing. I mean, like, uh, what? I don't know if it was before the Avengers that they were running a Prometheus ad or what. But I just know my daughter was with me, and, and she was able to see Avengers just fine. But even the Prometheus trailer, the way it's structured, it's very jarring. You know, right. what, what with yeah. the, the screeching, screaming aspect of the music that they play behind it i know that whole inception noise that they keep bringing back for some reason oh it's just it's a bit much it's unsettling and it's not i don't know i really don't know what's going to happen with that movie i hope it does well and i hope it somehow really does directly tie in to the alien movies as a prequel right Mm -hmm. right well and that's and that's the thing about it like a couple of different things like when ridley scott made the original alien it was it was all meant to be a slasher film set in outer space, yeah. not necessarily a sci-fi film. Right. And I think that's going to be a problem is we're again, hope I hope at least we're going to see a slasher film set in outer space. But I think people have this idea and have built up this this this, you know, sci-fi fantastic thing that it's going to be that it may not. I, I actually believe that we're not getting a slasher film in space with prometheus i actually think he's going cerebral with with it um with this whole concept i think he i personally i think he's going to go for answering the questions that were brought up in the original aliens which really wasn't the whole point of the alien movie and so i think that's why he's going in, in that direction with prometheus so i i really think the slasher aspect of it we're not going to get that at all i i i hope you're wrong i really do Cause that was, I mean, that's, that's, oh shit. It, even in Alien 3, when they're running through the, um, through the, <clears throat> excuse me, through the vents and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's so just, oh, the anticipation of just getting caught and killed. Oh, it's so great. I yeah, really man. am getting some deep insight to Trent now, and I'm afraid. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, there was no movie that ever made me more depressed than the very beginning of Alien 3. It's just like, hey, you don't remember those characters that survived? We've killed them in the first five they're minutes. All, they're all gone. You remember the cute little blonde girl? Dead. Dead. Oh, and by the way, she was also impregnated with one of those nasty things before she died. Great. Right. Thanks. That was wonderful. Now let's shave everyone's head and make me want to burn this theater. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, that's the thing, too, about the alien movies is that they were, you know, it started out as one thing. Then their, I don't want to say their concept was kind of redefined, but. James Cameron really did take it in a new direction. He really told an entirely new story. And then, like, from there, Alien 3, while one of the worst films of all time, it tried to kind of fall back to the original somewhat and evolve it a little bit. Um, And then with Alien Resurrection, it was kind of more of a callback to the James Cameron style of story. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, we're going to evolve it and do a little twist on it. So now what is this thing that we're getting? Who knows? Other than, you know, uh, something that they've heavily been trying to make everyone that's aware of Alien aware of the movie. 
But I mean, like, I haven't done a blind uh, talk to like I what I should really do is I should ask my mother-in-law, have you seen anything about this movie Prometheus? And what do you think it's about? Right. Exactly. That right there would tell us. And that's the other thing you got to remember, like Alien came out in 79. Yes. There is a huge population that have never been exposed to the franchise at all. Yes. Well, especially since the last Alien movie came out in. Oh, wow. That was before 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. 99, I think. There you go. I mean, there are there are kids today graduating high school that have never even heard of the Alien movies. It was 97. Yeah, it came out in 97. Oh, Lord. That was one of the more depressing statements I've ever made on the air. <laughs> also, yeah. once again, proving my math skills, horrible. No, you've, you've, got, you've got kids graduating from college who have never seen any of the aliens. Well, yeah, because they would have been little kids when that. Okay, good. Never mind. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. My argument still stands. The math yeah, oh, still sucks. It does. Suck, it, it does. That was a close one. <laughs> even, me as a little, even me as a little kid, I saw Aliens as a little kid. I remember it. I loved it. Oh, that was one of the, that was one of the big event films of the time. Was that eighty five that Aliens came out? Uh, the second one, yeah, yeah, eighty five was a really big summer. If I remember, that was uh, Back to the Future, Aliens, and uh, regrettably, um, Temple of Doom. If I'm wow. not mistaken, wow, yeah, eighty five, big year, big year. God, it just, it just. It seems so. It it just seems so foreign now to even. That's because that we're old. <laughs> you know, to grasp an idea of like a big. I mean, I guess the Avengers was a big release, and I guess Batman is a big release too, and so. But nothing really stands the test of time like those films did. I don't know. Maybe because we're old, we're not going to remember 10 years from now. Do you remember Avengers that came out back in 2012? That maybe. But yeah, well, for us, it's nostalgic. Because you remember the time. uh, That's where uh, technology, movie-wise, was really evolving. They were able to start really doing more things. I mean, I never questioned the visual effect of Sigourney Weaver in that gigantic uh, tractor thingy at the end of the oh, film. Yes. So you know that's when visual effects were starting to really evolve. So so in that respect, the movie started getting better. But you know right. now I I don't know if I will remember that Avengers came out in 2012. I will remember that it kicked much ass. True. <laughs> well, you re- well, you won't remember the Tatari as much as you remember Rick Baker and the effects. Yeah, exactly. Of Alien. That's yeah. very true. And also I. Maybe blasphemous to say this on the air, but I really, really. By the way, where were you in 1985, Trent? Um, I had ju- I had just been weaned off of off of breast milk. Great, thank you. Thanks. So, but you are aware of aliens. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, when this is an interesting experiment here. Hold on a second. Uh, when when did you actually watch the movie Aliens for the first time? Um, well, I remember, uh, cause I'm the youngest of my family and I've got a brother who's 10 years older than me. So I remember, you know, sneaking into, you know, the, the TV room to watch everything on VHS when I wasn't supposed to be. Okay. So I, I honestly don't know, uh, probably like 89. All right. So like when you're around six or seven, six, seven, five. Okay. All right. I don't know how you would, why we would bother seeing that one at five. I wouldn't even show that to my daughter right now. That was an intense <laughs> movie, man. That was. I, I mean, I, I was. 
I think that might have to do a lot with with uh you know the 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 dark insights everyone gets to me once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Great. Now the thing that I was also going to say uh, in the Avengers this year that I really think in my heart of hearts and I, it saddens me to say this, but I really think that the Dark Knight's performance is going to pale in comparison. I agree. Oh yeah. I mean, I because I have yeah, to admit, it's true. Batman Begins didn't have a large box office draw and and wasn't the greatest movie nope it, and it, the dark really knight what made the dark knight special was the entire heath ledger aspect absolutely yeah. so i don't and, know if this one's gonna have enough i agree and the thing is to to me uh, and i might be you know in the small minority here i've never felt uh don't get me wrong vis- uh, visually speaking nolan does great movies Story-wise, he does compelling movies, but he doesn't do comic book movies. And to me, the new Batman movies haven't aren't really comic book movies. No, they're not at all. And so they lose that fantasy aspect to me. I, I mean, I in Batman Begins, I loved the way Gotham looked. In The Dark Knight, I'm like, Gotham looks like Chicago. This isn't, you know, this isn't this isn't Gotham to me anymore. Well, this is... I, actually, I kind of appreciated the fact that they made it look a little more modern because the, the Gotham that we got to see in the last part of Batman Begins confused the hell out of me. It's like, wait a minute, there's a little tiny island inside the mo- inside of the city? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of that whole, whatever, whatever, was it called the Barrens? The barrows. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, we so the barrows. Yeah, it's in the middle of the city, or it's in the section of the city, and like you have to get take a bridge to get there. Like, (laughs) oh, I don't get it. You know what I mean? I honestly think they were setting it up to be Arkham Island eventually. Maybe Um, that makes sense. That would that would apply a little more, but uh, just didn't get it. Anyway, guys, I I hate to say it, but we have reached the end of our journey this week. Even though we are fresh into a topic and we're throwing out ideas, unfortunately, we are done. The time is over. We are through for the week. We beat this dead horse. Yes, we have. So uh, if you want to follow any of us on Twitter, you can. It's real easy. I'm but Never mind. I tried to go off book, and that was a mistake. It didn't happen, no. You can follow Trent on Twitter. He is at a part of him. America is America 76. My name is NetheadW. The show is NetHeads on air, and you've been listening to NetHeads on Smodco Internet Radio. It's Smodcast.com. Are you sure? I think so. I'm pretty sure you're right. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. And This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Seven days a week, Smodco Internet Television pumps out new content like a porn star. On Mondays, Comic Head pummels you with profanity-laden comic book reviews. Tuesdays, Smarchive takes you into the Wayback Machine with great moments in Smystery. Wednesday, Jay flexes his journalistic prowess with Muse News. Thursday, things get animated with the Smodco Cartoon Show. Friday, Kevin and Jen bring you this morning show and tell straight from their living room. Saturday, relive a hilarious clip from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And Sunday, Kevin Ralph goes Holly Weird on Bit O Babble. Smodco Internet Television. Bookmark us, bitch. YouTube.com slash csmod. Smodco is on the road, and here are the latest dates. 
June 9th, Kev and Jay hit the Albuquerque Comic Expo. Also on June 9th, Ralph and a special guest host will babble the fuck on at the Lovitz. June 14th, an evening with Kevin Smith at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Chicago. The remaining Saturdays in June, Kev and Ralph skewer Tinseltown with Hollywood Babylon at the Lovitz. July 14th, HBO goes to San Diego at the House of Blues during Comic-Con weekend. August 11th, HBO returns to the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. August 17th, Kev and Moj bring Smodcast to the Aladdin Theater in Portland. And August 24th, Kev and Jay get their geek on at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto. Dates, showtimes, venues, and links to tickets for these and all Smodco shows can be found at csmod.com. At Smodco, we're all full of shit, and we want you to buy our shit. View askew shit at redbankstash.com. Smodco shit at smodcast.com slash merchandise. No shit.